Today it is December 31st. It is New Year's Eve. Tomorrow is New Year's Day, one of the big markers of time, the start of a new year. Ready or not, here comes 2018. As I think about that, and as I've been thinking about it, I think it's very interesting as I watch and as I see as we go through our life, that as we go through these days, as we go through the course of our life, uh, we are more and more aware of these markers of time. We are more and more defined by these markers of time. If you remember, there were days that days seemed to last forever. You remember that? Remember when summer seemed to last forever? You would start summer and summer would just seem to go on and on forever. Remember when, when Christmas would come and then it would seem like it's going to be three years before we have Christmas again and we would have to look forward to it all that time. Remember when somebody would ask you how old you were and you would say nine and a quarter, six and three quarters. Remember the year before you got your driver's license. Remember how that year seemed to take forever. Remember how life seemed to be so slow. And then somewhere uh, out of nowhere, somewhere at some point, and it seems to be unnoticed, life begins to speed up. And life begins to march on. And then life begins to fly by. And then we find ourselves today that, that it's Christmas all of a sudden, and we can't get our Christmas lights down before it's Christmas again. Don't lie, your neighbors to see it. All of a sudden, our kids are, are growing up. Our, our kids are babies, and now our kids are, are driving around, and they've got places to go, and they've got people to see. The other day, I was talking to Sarah, and I said, you know, you got your driver's license. You didn't move out. Time is, is moving on. Where someone used to ask me how old I was, and I would say nine and a quarter. Someone today will say, well, how old are you? And I'll say, let's see. I think 46. And in this rush, these markers of time start to, to stand out. These markers of time start to, to be bigger and bigger signposts in the course of our life. Tomorrow, January 1st, it is the start of a new year, a marker of time. It's 2018. In a few days after that, January 4th, I will have been married 21 years, a marker of time, my anniversary. A few days after that, January 6th, my dad will have been gone two years, a marker of time. I can't even imagine that. And, and on and on and on it goes, and we, we fly through life, and we're cruising through life, and these, these signposts, these markers of time are pointing out to us that time is passing us by. Time is going by. Friends, today on this day, time is marching by. Time is going by. Did you know the Bible speaks very clearly about our time. As Christians, as followers of Christ, God speaks very specifically about how we spend our time. And here's the truth. I'm going to tell it to you up front today. The truth is this. We either use it wisely or we waste it foolishly. That's the truth of time. That's the truth of our life. We're either using our time wisely or we're wasting it foolishly. Well, today, this morning, New Year's Eve, 2017, 
from God's word, I want to show us today three directions concerning our time. From God himself, three directions concerning our time. Our message today is entitled, What Really Matters? What Really Matters? We're in Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 15 through 17. It is a really very small section lifted out of a larger section. I'd like to look at the entire section, but we're going to focus on these verses. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. I'm going to ask if you would, if you'd stand with me in the honor and the reverence of the reading of God's word. Ephesians chapter 5, beginning here in the 15th verse. And it says this, Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. I want to read the verses again. Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today, we're, we're thankful for you. We're thankful for our eternal God who is outside of time, who is without a beginning, without an end. We're thankful for us as we move through the markers of time that you're faithful, that you're trustworthy. We never walk alone, that you're with us, that you guide us, that you bless us. Sometimes you correct and instruct us that you're with us as we pass through these markers of time. I pray that our days would glorify you. I pray that our days would be lined up as you've directed them. I pray that in this message you would lead us you would speak to us today. I pray that this, on this morning, would be a supernatural event where your word again convicts our hearts, speaks to our hearts, and that we would be forever changed. Lord God, we love you, we praise you, and we worship you. And we pray all of this in our Savior's name, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Let me set the context for you very quickly this morning. The the book of Ephesians is the Apostle Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus. It was a letter that was intended specifically for them. Now, after some time, it became a circulated letter. It went to a lot of the New Testament churches, but it was intended there for the church in Ephesus. Again, it becomes a wider circulated letter after that. If you look at the entirety of the letter, really it is a letter concerning Christian life written to the church. It is a letter concerning Christian life, what that is, what that is going to look like, and again, it is written to the church. In this letter, it talks about the Christian's motivation of love. And if you read through the letter, you're gonna see that over and over again, the Christian's motivation in love. In the course of the letter, it gives some very specific Instructions, And so you'll see some broad things there, but you'll also see some very specific instructions. He tells us how to live as Christians in the world. It talks about family relationships. It talks about marriage. In the course of the letter, and it's all the way through the letter, it talks about false teachers that would attack from outside of the church 
And at the same time, it talks about professing believers who will rise up and teach falsely from within the church. And so that's addressed throughout the letter. There are those that will come and attack the church from the outside and teach falsely, but there are also those who are professing to be part of us who will rise up in our midst and teach falsely in our midst. Really, there is no one specific issue addressed in this letter, but all of these things concerning Christian life in the church, Christian living in the church. In the letter, and starting our section of verses this morning, in this letter, we will find eight places that start with the word therefore. Therefore. Notice here in verse 15, it starts with therefore. There's seven other places as well that start with the word therefore. Well, That word, therefore, means in light of or in response to. And so see this this morning. Paul is explaining the truth, but he's also showing the expectation that we would live according to that truth. Paul says here in the letter, here is the truth. And then he says, therefore, be imitators of God. He says, here is the truth. And so, therefore, walk in this manner. He says, here is the truth, and so take up now the full armor of God. And this letter, it is a revealing of the truth, but more than that, it is giving or it is outlining the expectation that we would live according to that truth. Now, that's a foundational thing. Listen to that. As Christians, we live according to the truth. Be sure we are saved by the truth. Our lives are changed by the truth. And he is telling us here, we hear the truth in the letter, but we also live according to the truth. That's a big thing. As Christians, it's it's the truth of Jesus Christ by which we're saved. It's the truth that reveals the gospel of Jesus Christ. But as Christians, we live according to the truth. So now with that context established, let's go through the verses. Three directions concerning how we use our time. First direction is this. Be careful how you use your time. Be careful how you use your time. Look at verse 15. Therefore, be careful how you walk. Not as unwise men, but as wise. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. The the word says, be careful. Be careful. Now, it means exact. That's what the word careful. It means accurate. Be exact. Be accurate. In the context, it's saying be deliberate Be careful in what you do. Be accurate in what you do. How many of us are way too flippant in how we use our time? 
How many of us are way too flippant in how we spend the time that we have, how we invest the time that we've been given? And oh, we, we have good intentions, but we, we get distracted somehow over there. We get pulled into this over here and, and we watch ourselves. And as the, the time goes by, we are actually careless with our time. We're not considerate. We're not careful with our time. Well, the Bible says as Christians, we are to be exacting. We are to be considerate. We're to be thoughtful in how we use our time. That's what the Bible says. We're to be thoughtful. We're to be careful in how we use our time. Then it says, be careful in how you walk, how you walk. It translates to tread about. At the root of that Greek word, it means to complete a circuit. And so what it's talking about here is how you live your life how you go through life. It's not talking about a piece of your life. It's not talking about a moment of your life, but it is talking about the circuit of your life. It is talking about the course of your life. Be careful in how you live the course of your life, how you lead your walk. And then it says, not as unwise men, but as wise Be careful how you live the course of your life, not as unwise men, but rather as wise. The the word wise, sophos, the word unwise, asophos, it means skillful. It means properly. If you continue to break it down, it goes back eventually to foolish, foolishly or unfoolishly. And so understand, verse 15 says, in light of, of the truth, as Christ's people, we are to be careful, we are to be accurate over the course of our life. We are to to do it properly. As Christians, pay attention to how you live your life. Are we? Are you? That's the direction of of Scripture. That's the direction of God. As Christians, pay attention to how you live your life. Be careful to how you live your life, not as an unwise person, but as a wise person. Are we careful in how we use our time? That's the first thing. Be careful. We're to be careful in how we use our time. The second thing is this. We're to be urgent in how we use our time. We're to be urgent in how we use our time. Look at verse 16. Making the most of your time, your time, making the most of your time because the days are evil. I want to look at this verse in in backwards order here. It says, because the days are evil. Because, in light of, because the days are evil are evil. See this. These days that we're living in are evil. These days that we're living in are corrupt. I have no doubt about it. These are corrupt days. These are evil days. We're living in an evil day. So get this. That means these days are to be urgent. These days are evil. That means these days 
are to be urgent. You see, the Bible says in the last days, in the last days, our time will be marked by evilness. The Bible says that in several places. In the end times, in the last days, it is going to be marked by evilness. Folks, understand, be sure these days are evil. Sometimes somebody said, well, I'm not sure it's any, not any worse than any other time. I want to tell you, that's a falsehood. These days are evil. Satan is running amok today in our culture. The truth today is being discarded as, as no other time in history. Lives are being destroyed. Homes are being destroyed. People are being led. In fact, they're walking straight into the depth of hell. This is an evil day. Evilness and vileness are all around us. Because that is the truth. The Bible says in verse 16, you must make the most of your time. These are the last days. It's marked by evilness. And so be urgent in your days. Make the most of your time. Your time, my time. I don't know, sometimes... We get carried away on other people's time. Well, I want to see how they're spending their time. I want to talk about how they're wasting their time. It's talking about my time, your time. Be, be diligent. Make the most of our time, your time. Time here is the word kairos, kairos. It again is speaking of a season or an epoch of time. It's not talking about an hour it's talking about, not talking about a moment. It is talking about your life. It is talking about all the hours of your life. Make the most of it. The world has a different idea of that. If you say, well, you know what? Your time is limited. Your time is running out. The world will say, well, go out and have fun. Go out and do all the things you want to do. Make a bucket list. The world has a different idea about that. It's very interesting here when you look at the original language. Make the most of that time. It holds the understanding, listen to this, redeem that time. You've probably heard that before. Redeem the time. Redeem that time. I want to go back another step. That literally translates, it literally means this, buy up that time. It means Grab on to that time. It means rake in all that time. Buy up all the time. Very simply, do not waste it. It was a term used in the marketplace. If you were to see an opportunity to make a gain, you would buy up an entire commodity. This thing is priced here. It's going gonna, it's gonna to sell for a gain. You would go in and you would buy up all of that commodity. It is, a, it is a buying opportunity. It means to seize the buying opportunity. Listen to what one commentator said. It means you make the most of a present opportunity recognizing its future gain. You make the most of a present opportunity recognizing its future gain. You know what that means? It's an investment. That's what it means to make the most of your time. That's what it means to, to redeem the time. It is an investment. You buy now that you might gain later. You, you seize it now that the payoff would be later. 
Get this. Maybe the most important thing you're going to hear today. How you live will impact the eternities of others. Did you hear that? How you live will impact the eternities of others. I want to tell you, that's, that's the problem with the lie that's being put out today that it's all about you. Your Christian faith's all about you and it's all about your blessing. It's all about his favor on you and it's about the job that you can get and the car that you can have and the sickness that you'll never have. It's all about you. That's the danger of that lie. You see, how you live your life is gonna impact the eternities of others. Listen, what that means is this. People will be saved eternally or they will be lost eternally because of how you live. Now, my lands, how can I make that any heavier? People will be saved for eternity or they will be lost eternally because of how you live. We've been trained to say, well, isn't it neutral? Well, I'm gonna do my things. I've made sure I'm saved. I've got my kids in order. I've, I've taken care of that. Does it really matter? Well, if I don't do it, somebody else will. Isn't that a common thought? Well, the preacher, somebody else will take care of it. Be sure, listen to me, people will be saved or they will be lost depending upon your life. That is why we have to be urgent in an evil age. That is why it matters. Parents, your kids are living in an evil age. You understand that, parents? Your kids are living in an evil age. What you do matters. How you live matters. That you teach them this is God's word. It matters that you make clear to them the gospel of Jesus Christ. It matters. Your kids are living in an evil age. Men, dads, husbands, your family is looking to you. Your wife is looking to you. Your kids are looking to you. And what you do matters. They are living in an evil day. They're living in an evil age. And you better be sure Satan is coming for them. He's coming for them. All of us make the most of our time. Buy it up. Scoop it up. Grab it up. Invest it. Redeem it. Do not waste your time. Do not waste your time. I come to this day and I think, you know, it's the fastest year I've ever seen. But I'm going to get this done in the spring, all of a sudden it's fall. Well, we got some plans for the fall, all of a sudden it's Christmas. We're going to a new year. Fastest year I've ever seen. You know what? It's going to just be this way. Do not waste the time. My dad's been gone coming up two years this week. My dad had a long, hard process in his death. We knew from the start that it would be terminal. They told him the first day this will be terminal, this will kill you. He could tell when the time was growing close. One day we were coming back from chemo. I was driving him. We we're coming back, and he's sitting over there, and he'd, he'd been up there for about four hours, and we're coming back, and he's in the passenger seat, and he was tired. 
He looked like he never looked in his life. He was all beaten up. He had sores all over him. He had sores in his mouth. He was, he was sick from the day. He's over there in the passenger seat, and he says this out of nowhere. You know, I'm not scared to die. I, I, I'm not scared to die. But I'm ashamed to meet Jesus and have wasted so much time. He put his head down and he cried. Paul says, make the most of your time. Grab it up, seize it, buy it all up. The days are evil. The time is urgent. Do not waste your time. Third thing, we're to do what matters with our time. We're to do what matters with your time. Look at verse 17. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord. It starts off and it says, so then. Again, it means in response. Be careful of how you spend your time. Make the most of your time. So then, in response to that, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be foolish. Foolish in the dictionary means this. Unwise, showing a lack of sense, that's common in our day, or lacking forethought or caution. That's what the dictionary says the meaning of, of foolish is. It means unwise, showing a lack of sense, or lacking forethought or caution. God says it is something different. In Psalm 14, verse 1, it says this. The fool says in their heart, there is no God. The fool says in their heart, there is no God. Now, what that means is a foolish person is someone who says there is no God. A, a foolish person is someone who, who lives the course of their life, who walks the course of their days as if there were no God. That's what God says the foolish person is. They live out the course of their days as if there were no God. Now, I'm going to tie it to the rest of the verse, and then we're going to apply it. And then it says, but understand what the will of the Lord is. But understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what the desire of God is. Understand what the intent of God is. Understand what the plan of God is. So then, do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now let me make this crazy clear to us this morning. The sure way that we know the will of God. Now there's some today who act like we can't know the will of God, that we've got to wonder about the will of God, that it's some kind of puzzle that we have to piece together to understand the will of God. Listen to me, the sure way that we know the will of God is from the word of God. Be sure and understand that today. The sure way that you know the will of God is from the word of God. 
And so we read it. And so we hear it. And so we study it. And Paul says, we live the course of our lives according to it. And what Paul is telling us here is if God says in his word that this is the goal, then that is the goal. If God says, this is the way, brother, then this is the way. If he says, this is the reason, then that is the reason. And if God in his word says, this is how you conduct yourself, and this is how you order your home, and this is how you raise your kids, and this is how you treat your spouse, and this is how you handle your money, and this is how you serve and honor him, if he says it in his word, then that is the pattern for our life. If he says it in his word, that is the pattern for our life. And so, this is big. So, today, you're either living like there is no God and you're not following his word, or you're trying to live in the will of God and you're discerning it from his word. That's the truth of it. You're either living like there is no God and you've cast away his word or you're trying to live in the will of God and you're discerning it from his word. Wow, that's big. If we want to do what matters, if we want to not waste our time, if we want to honor him with our lives then we'll live according to the word of God. That's it. It's as simple as that. If you want to be in his will, then you live according to the word of God. How does it pay off? That's how it pays off. Oh, I wish I'd have raised my kids different. Oh, I wish I had those days back. Oh, I wish I could have gone back and done those things different. Listen, seize the day today. We live according to the word of God. Today, there's a lot of professing Christians and they say they love Jesus and they say, oh, they want to follow Jesus but in actuality, in reality, they're living like there is no God because they've decided to structure their life according to something other than the word of God and they've compromised. Oh, I love Jesus but I'll not live according to his word. I want to tell you something, friend. His word leads us in his will. Tomorrow is 2018. Here's what I've decided. I want to be the most God-led, the most Bible-led person on the face of the earth. I want my home, I want my little kids and I want my wife to be the most God-led, the most Bible-led home that exists on the face of the earth. I want my church, I want this church to be the most God-led, the most Bible-led people on the face of the earth that we wouldn't waste our time, that we would lead many to Christ and that we would glorify the living God. And so let us be careful in how we walk. And when we mess up, let us quickly repent and let us get back. Let us be urgent with every hour. Let us lead many to Christ. Let us be certain of the will of God as we live and endeavor to live according to the word of God.
what really matters. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today and I'm thankful that you didn't leave us without a guide. You didn't leave us to aim, aimlessly wonder that yes, we're saved by the truth of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord, thank you. But you also give us the truth to instruct us in righteous living, to instruct us in a mission that, that has an eternal consequence, to instruct us in what comes next as we persevere through the evil day that's coming a day when you come again. So I pray today that it's not so complicated we couldn't understand that today, this day, as we move to a new year, that we would order our lives according to your word, Lord God. Impress it upon our, our hearts. Let dads take it into their homes. Let us embrace it as a church. Let us live according to the will of God, led by the word of God. Lord, I pray that today might be a day of, of renewal for us, a day of perspective change for us. Maybe the day of salvation for some. I pray, Lord, for some here that do not know Christ, that in this service they might put their faith in Jesus for their, their salvation, their Lord. Lord, I pray that you would act in our midst. pray that your word would resonate in our minds and in our hearts that we would be changed. Pray that you'd find a people that honor you by seeking to mirror you and live according to your will. We love you, we thank you, we praise you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.